0: Welcome to Podspot, the UK's only HubSpot-themed podcast. It's a bi-weekly look at the latest updates from HubSpot, with practical hints and tips directly from the mouths of HubSpot users and partners. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. I'm Kerry, PR and Digital Engagement Manager at Carmen Digital, and I'll be your host today. You can listen to all of our other episodes on the usual platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, and Google, or head to bit.ly forward slash podspot podcast to subscribe. That way you'll never miss an episode. This week, we are looking at APIs. What are they, when should we use them, and how to get started? To help us understand this more, today I have the pleasure of speaking to Zach Wolfson, Senior Developer Advocate at HubSpot. So welcome, Zach. It's great to have you on as our API expert. I definitely gathered from our initial conversations that you are going to have a whole host of knowledge when it comes to APIs. And as a beginner myself, I'm definitely excited to learn more from you, and I'm sure those listening are too. So thanks for joining me today. How are you doing?
1: I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Any opportunity for me to talk about APIs is a good opportunity. <laughs> um, so today, and this is morning my time, so it's an excellent start to my day.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I need to remember the time difference this afternoon here. But uh, yeah, I hope this uh, this kicks off your morning in the best way. So um, I guess for those who aren't familiar with yourself, can you tell us a little bit about your role at HubSpot?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my title is uh, Senior Developer Advocate, Um, and I sit within the developer relations team here at HubSpot, so my role is kind of twofold when it comes to relating to developers. Uh, One side of that is to help communicate out through mediums like this, our developer docs, one-on-one conversations, emails, um, about how to best use the HubSpot APIs to accomplish kind of whatever your goal is um, in building an integration. And then the other side of that is making sure that we're taking feedback about what our APIs do to the HubSpot engineering team to make sure they're building the APIs that are actually useful uh, to help fit our customer needs and integrator needs as we move forward and become more of a platform.
0: Great. So it definitely sounds like all the great developments at HubSpot are down to you and your team.
1: (laughs) Well, we we try and help influence them. Ultimately, uh, we operate on a a philosophy of small autonomous teams. So it's up to each individual um, tech lead and, and owner of their API to make sure that it's Um, both easy to use and useful for um, the developers using it, but also um, something that they can maintain and provide a level of reliability that we know is important to our customer base.
0: Yeah, great. And I know you, when we originally introduced each other, you mentioned that you used to be a HubSpot customer and then moved on to actually working for HubSpot. So that's really interesting. What kind of made you make that change?
1: Yeah, um, it was actually our inbound conference. Oh, wow. Um, so if we go back uh, 10 years ago to when we still did things in person, <laughs> um, I lived in the Boston area um, and as a customer got a chance to attend the inbound conference and was just so uh, blown away and, and swept up in all the enthusiasm. I was chatting with my uh, account manager at the time, um, and she persuaded me to, to put in an application as the company I had been working for uh, was going through an acquisition uh, that wasn't quite right for me personally. Um, and so the opportunity to come work for HubSpot, which by that point I was a big fan of, um, partly through using the application as well as through uh, our fantastic support team, I was just super excited to have the opportunity. So um, I kind of switched sides. So I've been in the HubSpot ecosystem now um, for about a decade.
0: Wow, long time. So you've really seen it grow from from start to finish. Well, not finish really, because HubSpot's continuing to grow every day, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think when I joined, I was employee number 700 or so. Ah. Um, I think, I'll have to double check the numbers, we're somewhere around the 4,000 mark, if I remember correctly.
0: Wow. So you're, you're an original HubSpot member then?
1: <laughs> uh, pr- pretty close, except for you know Brian and Darmesh, of course. They are the, the true OGs of, of HubSpot.
0: Yeah, we'll let them keep that title. <laughs> Great. So, um, so we're talking about API. So I guess API is an acronym that we hear a lot these days. But what does it actually mean?
1: Yeah, it is an acronym. I'm not sure how people actually realize that. Um, It stands for Application Programming Interface, Um, and it's analogous to a user interface or a UI uh, more commonly. So just like UIs have buttons that you click on to perform a certain action, like say, submit a form, um, it's a promise from the app that says, okay, if you click this button, I will do this action. APIs are very similar, except that there's not user interface involved. It's for two machines to talk to each other, for applications to programmatically interface with one another. Um, so same thing with the form submission, we have an API that describes, hey, if you send, you know, a API call to this location, and the format of the body is formatted this way. We will ingest that as a form submission, just the same as if somebody hit a submit button. So they're very related to one of, or they cover related concepts, I should say, um, but they're covered for different use cases.
0: Okay, great, and. I know we talk about integrations and API. So kind of, what are the differences or is it the same thing?
1: Yeah, they, they are different. So I think a, a integration is powered by APIs. So APIs are just the, you know, the interface. Um, if we go back to the um, example of a UI, you know, if I'm writing a blog post, um, I have the, the blog post editor open. The editor does not in and of itself write the blog post. You still have to do something with it. You have to go and type the words or copy it in from your your draft or import it in from Google Docs, whatever you're doing there. Um, just the same way that the API, it sits there and allows you to do things for it. its interface. But the integration is the actual logic that determines which APIs to use when. So, if we're thinking about uh, a classic kind of use case for HubSpot, um, the integration might determine when to create a new contact um, from, let's say, an external CRM system. Um, The API is the interface through which the integration acts.
0: Okay. And have you seen any particular cases where an API has been used? Um, really successfully or it's more commonly used?
1: Yeah, so there are a couple different integration points and this is evolving over time. So for a lot of HubSpot's history, we were just a marketing app, right? That's what we did, we provided marketing functionality starting with um, what we used to call the top of the funnel, the blogging, the SEO, those organic search efforts, Um, then later getting into marketing automation, email sending, um, but didn't really do much on a CRM basis. Um, And so a lot of the first integrations were integrating us with external CRMs because, of course, you want your marketing to talk to your CRM. So you can use all the data your salespeople have gathered and input into uh, your marketing, as well as the intelligence you've gathered through your marketing, you know, what pages have they viewed, what emails have they opened. You want to arm your sales team with that as they're going to interact. So that was kind of the first solid use case for our APIs. Um, So a lot of it is centered around the contacts now as we've evolved and we've introduced a crm of our own um, and then a suite of tools on top of that uh, so marketing sales and service now now we're seeing different types of integrations um, evolve so some are going to be connecting the front office suite of tools that we have um, to a back office suite of tools so integrations to erps like netsuite um, have become much more common uh, more recently, um, integrating directly into an accounting system um, is a, a new use case. So the we have a, a bridge API for that, which is kind of a, a specialized set of APIs for a particular use case, you know, so uh, hooking into systems like Xero or QuickBooks um, to help map the sales and services, any collections efforts needs to happen to the system where your system of record for you know where the cash flow is coming in and out, things that HubSpot isn't necessarily good at, but we have some of the information you want to use to inform it to stop double entry. Um, and then kind of the, the next evolution of this as we become more of a platform. So this speaks to the evolution of HubSpot itself from app to suite of apps to platform now we can start talking about um, points um, integrations and we've seen um, examples of this where you know we're building out a lot of features for our customers uh, but we recognize we're never going to be able to build everything every customer wants to try and be everything to everybody is a bit of a, a fool's errand if you will so we have these extension points throughout here one good example of this is the CRM extension. So this allows you to create a kind of window into your application. Um, And one of the businesses that evolved around this is Org Chart Hub. So we point to them a lot as an example where we don't have a way to visualize an organizational structure within our CRM. However, that's a very important tool for a lot of uh, account executives to have at their disposal as they're trying to map out What the account looks like who the influencers are who they need to work with to get a deal across the line Um, so they built a business that lives inside the crm extensions interface and then uh, can enable this exact use case something we're probably never going to build Um, they have this little extension point Uh, so they actually started this as a side project and it evolved into a full-time business. So I think as we become more of a platform, people will start building things on top to extend or augment the functionality of the core CRM and the apps that sit on top of it, in addition to some of the more classic integration syncs with other systems where we don't necessarily get involved in the back office of, of things.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really great approach that HubSpot has to to be very transparent and admit, you know, you can't build everything and to have these working integrations to really help people get the most out of their CRM or their website. Um, I think that's a really great approach to have.
1: Yeah, we um, we try and strive for transparency. Um, it's built into kind of our, our culture. So um, for those who haven't had a chance to check out the the culture code, um, if you do a Google search for HubSpot culture code, you'll see the deck made by Darmesh, um, who's kind of the the head of our our culture here at, at HubSpot. Um, and it's kind of centered around an acronym, uh, Heart, where the T in Heart is transparency. So that drives a lot of what we try and do, both internally and externally, um, because it's only fair to our app partners and people who are building on top of the the platform, they understand where the edges of our functionality are, um, and where they might be able to provide some value to our mutual customers. Um, Because at the end of the day, that's really what we want. We want happier customers who stick around longer and um, we know that people who work with apps that extend the functionality of HubSpot are much more likely to stay on HubSpot long term.
0: Yeah and that's what that's what you want you want to keep your customers at the end of the day like we all do so um, yeah that's great. So you mentioned that about kind of the evolution of HubSpot and the CRM and and lots of different situations where APIs and integration has come into play. I guess how do you think that they have both changed the way that we work is it between different teams or generally for for businesses as a whole how do you think it's changed how we actually operate
1: i think it's made us a lot more efficient um so it can help reduce the amount of you know at a basic level um copying and pasting um, that you do right so we can send data back and forth between systems um, on a regular cadence or um, in response to a certain event. um, And that helps keep data in sync. And when data is in sync, now that allows you to do a whole bunch of other things and gather everything in a single place. So this could be something like we're sending all of our data from a bunch of systems, one of which may be HubSpot, into a BI tool like Looker or Microsoft Power BI or anything like that uh, to help visualize what's actually going on in the business. That's very hard to do without APIs. Technically possible, sure, you can you know download a spreadsheet, upload it into here, and that's always a fallback, but generally easier when you have things going on ongoing basis, especially as the pace of business that we're doing increases. Um, We need those insights in as close to real time as you can get it to be able to react to situations as they come in. So if we see a drop in leads uh, coming from HubSpot, we know we can talk to our marketing team about what correcting that might look like. We can see where in our flywheel there might be some friction. The flip side of that is, you know, now we have data going back into HubSpot from other APIs, and we can run more sophisticated, more targeted marketing campaigns, a more targeted sales outreach, more targeted service interactions to help make sure the customer knows that we know who they are. Nobody likes to be spoken to as if they were a generic website visitor. They said, hey, I gave you all this information. Please do something with it. If I'm going to fill out these forms um, and I'm going to accept all these cookies that you have on your website, you know, I, I want to be seen as a person, as an individual. Um, and that's hard to do at scale. So that's, that's one of the goals with having data flow in from a bunch of different sources is now you can build lists around these segments of people that look sort of similar and say, okay, I've seen you do this. Or we can populate a timeline of interactions with an individual. So when they create a ticket, we can say, okay, I see you've already looked at this knowledge-based article, this knowledge-based article. So I'm not going to send you to those. I see you've clearly done this. Um, and we can then use that to provide a much better interaction that people are are more likely to then promote because at the end of the day one of the best sources of new business is going to be happy customers for you on the other end so this all has to work in concert together so that's covering kind of the integration piece of, of apis the other way apis have touched kind of the way we do business, is it enables new functionality. And so going back to the org chart hub example and apps like it, something that just simply wasn't possible before now is. So it can help the software adapt to your use case rather than you adopting your business flow to the software. Because that's not generally the way you want to run your business, right? Yeah. People pay good money for HubSpot and related functionality. It should work for you rather than you working for it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, And I really like that point around that data piece that you just mentioned there and being able to have these rich interactions. And I guess it allows for that personalized touch and um, you to really let that customer know that you know who they are and where they're coming from and why they're coming to you and, and kickstart that conversation on a really positive note rather than going back over loads of things that they've, like you said, they've already looked at or had discussions of. Um, I think that's a really important point there.
1: Yeah. Personalization has been baked into HubSpot for a long time. And actually this goes back to me joining HubSpot. I remember sitting there, one of the things I got so excited about in the, the keynote that year, as Brian and Darmesh were talking about the release of HubSpot 3. Um, if anybody's in the audience listening to that, um, you've been in, in the ecosystem as, at least as long as I have, but that was the integration of personalization tokens and what we call smart content so taking pieces of your emails and your website uh, and being able to say i know who you are um, and not just say hi zach as a personalization token that's nice that was cool back when that was first originated and it was like oh you're paying attention to me it's no longer good enough like that's table stakes everybody has personalization tokens but now i can go and say okay I see you have already visited the page about the Sales Hub. Um, and now I can show you when you come back to my homepage, for example. Let me instead of saying, hey, have you checked out Marketing Hub? No, no, I already know you're interested in Sales Hub. Let's offer a consultation now. It's, hey, would you like to learn how Sales Hub can help your business? Um, and those sorts of interactions. Um, that was the release of it. And that was so, so exciting to me sitting in the audience as a marketer. Uh, fresh out of college. I'm like, oh, this is what they were telling us to do in all those classes. (laughs) Um, I just didn't have the software to do it, right? So of course this is what we want to do. Um, And so I was able to translate the academic idea to a very practical area. Um, And now as we continue that through the evolution, it only gets more and more sophisticated um, through things like HubDB and custom objects that we've been innovating um, to let you really take that personalization to the nth degree um, to make sure that that feels as if they were talking to somebody, but as they're interacting with you um, in a scalable way um, to help businesses grow better.
0: Yeah. And as you talk about that kind of innovation and the development of integrations and HubSpot's offerings, I know you've been developing it extensively over the past couple of years but what is kind of the driving force behind that how do you make those decisions on what apis or integrations you're going to be developing further
1: yeah um and this is like pretty much everything else at hubspot largely driven by customer demand um and so when i mentioned kind of one of my roles is listening to developers and say what's your feedback on our apis Um, that plays a large role in what we choose to invest in. Um, So we look at usage patterns. We talk to developers. Um, Twice a year, we run a developer NPS, separate from our main customer NPS efforts. Say, okay, I really want to know what people like and dislike about integrating with HubSpot using our APIs. Um, And we feed that directly back into the engineering teams so they can then take that and build on on those APIs. And then, you know, in addition to that, there's certainly a piece of, you know, our executive team has done a great job of kind of seeing where we want to be and laying out a strategic vision of becoming a platform. Um, and so we know there are certain things we have to do to lay the groundwork for that, even before we get a chance to get, you know, kind of customer and developer feedback. Um, but really the specifics of what we do are driven by, What the people using our APIs are telling us about them.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting about that developer NPS. I guess, does some of this stuff that they kind of feed back to you, is it ever quite surprising or is it usually stuff that's kind of on your radar?
1: I think sometimes it sometimes it's surprising where uh, you know oh, wow that's a very creative use of our, our API. <laughs> um, I never would have thought of that. Uh, you know cause yeah. I'm still stuck in the world of of you know classic bi directional integrations because that was kind of how I got introduced to the world of, of HubSpot APIs. Um, and sometimes it's yeah okay we we know we need to do that. We're we're getting to it. I promise.
0: <laughs> yeah. These things take time.
1: So it is it is a bit of a, a mixed bag. Um, I will say there is a lot of passion around our APIs. Um, And you wouldn't think APIs necessarily is something that that people get passionate about, but reading some of the comments, you're like, I I don't understand why you don't have X. (laughs) I I gotta believe you should have X, Um, which is awesome to see. I mean, people are paying attention and they want to use our our APIs to build apps and integrations on top of HubSpot, um, which is really awesome to see coming from Uh, where we used to be, we were begging people to create integrations, (laughs) and we were building them for people, you know, because now people are coming to us and want to build on it.
0: Um, Yeah. But
1: that means expectations are are that much higher for us as a team.
0: Yeah, no pressure on your job. But I guess it's the more people see how APIs can really transform the way they work, that they're that's where the passion comes from. Cause they're like, okay, this is just, this is just the beginning. Where else can we go with this? So, um, I guess it, it helps make your job a bit more exciting as well. Cause you know that you're delivering for people that, you know, it's really gonna transform the way that they work.
1: Exactly. I think one of the things we we joke about is I often use the phrase, if you give a mouse a cookie, <laughs> um, which I don't know if that means anything to you, but it's a very popular children's book here in the U.S. Ah. Uh, where, you know, the, the mouse asks for a cookie. Um, and then it wants a glass of milk to wash the cookie down Then you give it a glass of milk and it wants something else. So every time we release a new feature, they're all just like, oh yeah, yeah, that's great. But now what about, you know, the next thing I want, um, <laughs> which is exactly what we want out of our developers they are always driving us to, to move forward. Um, but I do find that, that analogy, uh, at least uh, amusing. It's, it's funny, yeah.
0: Yeah, it sounds very fitting, to say the least. So um, yeah. I guess, you know, HubSpot is, is quite secretive with stuff coming their way. We appreciate that. But uh, can you give us any insight into what HubSpot are looking towards next around APIs?
1: Yeah, so a lot of what we're focused on right now is finishing the, the swing, as it were, and um, you know, if you think about you know swinging a baseball bat or a, a cricket bat, as it were, you always want to follow through at the end of the swing. Um, so we've started the motion into becoming a platform. And I think, you know, a lot of people who have experience with our APIs will recognize that we're not fully there yet. We've made some really awesome strides in the last year or so, but we're definitely not 100% there. So a lot of what we're working on today is laying the infrastructure to make sure we can get there. So there's a lot of you know kind of removing some legacy work and making sure we don't have to kind of maintain too much legacy code. So updating our internals to make sure we can better support the new stuff that we wanna build. Um, so a lot of this revolves around, um, this is a little bit of, uh, you know, might be too detailed, but um, like the contacts object in HubSpot, that was the first thing that existed before there was a CRM. So it's on a little bit different infrastructure than the rest of the CRM objects. So we need to bring that into there. Now, because it's been around so long, it's the most used. So any migration there has to be approached delicately um, to make sure that we don't break our customer's experience as they're using things. Um, So that's a lot of what's happening right now to allow us to then make the experience more extensible for developers while feeling native for users going in but focusing on that extensibility of our platform is kind of the the next look here as we think what should a platform do okay well it should be extensible for anybody to build on top of it to make sure those things that we're not going to build as part of our apps but customers still want can be provided by our app partners
0: yeah yeah i think that's a really good way to look at i I imagine a lot of the stuff that you've developed is is ahead of the time of Like you said, with the contacts databases, you know, it was one of the first things. So I think as a HubSpot user myself, you can tell that, you know, the slight differentiation there, but it's great that it's it's on your radar. And you guys know that, you know, you need to bring those things up to speed with all the great development that you've had since.
1: Yeah, exactly. And this is not unlike anything else coming from feedback that we've had, right? You're, you're not the only person who's noticed that contacts are slightly different from other objects. Like, why is that? Okay. Yeah. So like, you're right. You know, that, that shouldn't be, let's work on that. Yeah. Um, so this is, you know, where we pull things in from our NPS surveys, um, the ideas forum, at ideas.hubspot.com, um, that's run on our community site is a fantastic source of product features. Um, and feedback from our audience. Um, we look at that very seriously. Um, teams uh, celebrate with how many you know, upvotes they can close out. So that's a, a really fantastic place. Um, I, I guess I'll do a slight call to action here. If you do have anything um, you wanna see us build, that is really the best place. And that's where our product managers spend a lot of time looking for things and making sure that um, they're being reactive to, to your ideas.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Thank you for mentioning that. So I guess if we, I mean, a lot of people listening might be beginners when it comes to APIs. So with your kind of expertise, at what point do you think a business should start looking into API solutions?
1: Yesterday. <laughs> no pressure. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, tying together applications um, and making sure that the customer never has to know that you have multiple apps running your business behind the scene Um you know, as they move across through the flywheel, they shouldn't have to know that you have a marketing software, a sales software, a service software. They should just note you as the company, and not have to repeat things. And APIs are really what enable that to tie that together. Um, you know, it's a little bit like if you have a, a piece of clothing and you know, undergarment is exposed under there. It's like, oh, you know, your undergarment showing. Oh no, how embarrassing! <laughs> we don't want any customers to see the internals of, of how we work. You know, it's like, uh-oh, excuse me, your, your org chart is showing. Oh, my goodness, how embarrassing. You know, <laughs> um, we don't want that. Um, we want to have a very holistic customer experience. And APIs are really the way to achieve that as we share customer data from department to department, or even in some cases with partners as, um, you know, consent allows and all that um if they're being brought in as part of an onboarding process or something like that to help augment services or whatever the case may be it's it's important for um, anybody who's touching a customer to make sure they have the full context of, of who that person is. Yeah.
0: I mean, your catalog of analogies is fantastic. I wish <laughs> I could pull out those kind of analogies. I need to up my game. But um, no, really great points there. And I guess for a business that's looking into APIs, what do they need to know before or ahead of that to ensure that they're successful? Is there, certain steps that they can take or planning that they need to, to produce?
1: Yeah. Um, so I think there's the the technical aspect of it, which every system is going to have its own needs and things you need to operate about your infrastructure to support, um, you know, people calling into your APIs or API calls going out, um, you know, with any programmatic thing, you need to put good guardrails around it. That's, that's secondary. The primary thing to think about is the customer experience. Um, you say, okay, I want to release this API. Well, one of the, I'll say, mistakes we made early on was our APIs were initially designed for the app that was calling them, right? Technically, everything is an API. When you hit a button in um, the HubSpot app, that makes an API call internally, okay? So we exposed some of those externals, like, hey, you want to do this? Um, and that worked pretty well, but it those APIs were designed for the way the UI functions, So if you wanted to build another HubSpot UI on top of our APIs, you could very easily do that. However, it didn't always lend itself to a full bidirectional sync or um, extending the functionality of HubSpot the app. So thinking about how they're gonna be used and not just kind of exposing what you already happen to have is super critical. So if we redesigned our APIs with kind of the CRM v3 APIs leading the way, what we really had to consider was how are these being used? And so that's what led to what we see now with our, I'll call more modern APIs, um, that are purpose-built for integrations. And they're separate from what the app itself uses, that are purpose-built for that. So um, as with pretty much anything else you do as a business, the customer has to be the center of it. APIs are really no exception to that.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Because I guess you can go ahead and build everything that that you want to build, and it's going to work for you from a business perspective. But unless it actually serves your customers the way that they need to be served, it's kind of redundant what you're doing, isn't it?
1: Exactly. You can have the most technically sophisticated API out there that can handle, you know, a million API calls per second or, you know, whatever. It's very secure. Infrastructure is fantastic. Um, But if it doesn't help a business grow um, through providing a better customer experience, who cares what the technical capabilities are? Yeah. Um, it's effectively useless.
0: Yeah, great point. Um, and I mean, we're at my final question already. I can't believe it. That conversation's is flowing by. But um, I guess if you had one final piece of advice or just something that, you know, is words of wisdom for people looking into APIs, what would you want to share?
1: I think, you know, the one thing I would say is don't be intimidated by it. I guess I'll embarrass myself a little bit. Um, When I first came to HubSpot, I was somewhat technically minded, but I had never written a line of code. I didn't know what an API was, actually. Um, And basically, I was... For anybody who knows uh, anything about programming, I was copying and pasting command line scripts into an HTML editor and expecting that to work. I was like, okay, no. That's like... um, but I, I ran out of analogies here. You, you put too much pressure on me. I thought I, I, thought I had a good one there. Um, you know, it's, it's like trying to speak Japanese to a vending machine.
0: There you go. Um,
1: it just doesn't work. And I didn't speak Japanese. So, the, you know, it was weird. Yeah. Um, eventually I learned. I, I just kind of started playing with things and realizing there's only so much I can actually break and be unafraid to try different things. Um, there's nothing special about APIs that any given user or any given person can't understand. You know, be kind to yourself. Give yourself the time to learn what they are. Um, There's some fantastic tools out there to help you get started. There's lots of courses in programming and all that good stuff. That's not necessary for understanding APIs. Um, One of the tools that is an absolute go-to for me is Postman. Um, so this is a tool that lets you make API calls through a user interface. So you don't have to know anything about code. You know, If PHP and Python and JavaScript are totally foreign to you, that's okay. You don't need to, to know what those are. You just can download it and start making API calls. In fact, from the HubSpot developer docs, Um, On most of our APIs, um, you'll find a download or run in postman button that will download uh, what's called a postman collection to your local machine or open up their web version um, and you can just hit the send button and it'll start making API calls into HubSpot. Um, And you can put in all kinds of different values, go crazy. You really can't break anything. Um, We provide test accounts. Uh, for everybody to use, uh, you can sign up for them again at Um You're not going to hurt anything if you just start making API calls. API calls, excuse me. Um, started. I'm, I'm, still, I'm thinking about beer already with my IPA calls here. <laughs> uh, you know, just start trying things and see what responses back. You're going to get a lot of error codes back. That's okay. That doesn't mean you don't understand it. That just means you're working on understanding it. So try not to let yourself be intimidated. It. Um, be kind to yourself as you're learning, um, because you can, right. I started from nothing. Now I can build functioning applications that do a bi-directional sync, right? So it's the individuals out there. I think, you know, be kind to yourself for businesses out there. Think about what your customer really wants, um, in terms of interacting programmatically, um, with your application.
0: Yeah, I can definitely uh, echo everything you've just said there, and um, as someone who is a beginner of APIs, I think it's important to know that you're not going to read a one-page document and immediately know what apis are and understand everything about them and i can definitely vouch for the test account on hubspot that has saved my life multiple times just testing things out on there and not um causing a meltdown on the website um so yeah i think that's a great point and it's amazing to see how far you've come in in a decade and i'm excited to see what you achieve in the next decade who knows what you'll be doing in 10 years time
1: (laughs) well i think i'll have a lot less hair at the top of my head uh, (laughs) i think your viewers can't see it but a lot more gray in my in my beard um, outside of that, I, I hope to be um, continuing to help developers um, integrate and extend the functionality of, of HubSpot um, to the benefit of our, our mutual customers. It's it's really what gets me up in the morning. Um, okay, well, actually, what gets me up in the morning is my, my seven month old crying. But um, <laughs> what what gets me in front of my computer in the morning and excited <laughs> is is in furthering the developer experience. So. Um, all the different ways we can do that. I want to hear from everybody. You know, if you have ideas about how we can extend it or make it better for you, um, you know, drop a, a note on ideas@housebot.com. Reach out to us um, in any way you can. We we want to hear from you.
0: there there you go that's what he's asked for so they have to do it now they've got no choice (laughs) well uh sadly that's all we've got time for today thank you so much for your time Zach it's been really interesting and I'm sure a lot of our listeners will be interested to find out more about APIs and going back to basics and just thinking about how they can integrate them that works best for their customers not for themselves so um yeah thank you so much for your time today Zach
1: my pleasure thank you so much for having me
0: if you did enjoy this episode, then please do share it with your friends and colleagues, and let us know by leaving us a review. You can also let us know your thoughts on social media. You can tag us at Carmen Digital, and don't forget to subscribe by heading to bitly forward slash podcast So that's it for now. I'll see you on another episode, and thanks for listening.